This is the Regular Pastor Podcast. My name is Landon Coleman. I am the preaching pastor at Emmanuel in Odessa. Today I am joined by two guests. I have Les Spear and Joseph, the husband of Mary. Fellas, welcome to the Regular Pastor Podcast. Corey and Hunter and myself are going to talk today, and uh, we got a an interesting question. At least it's interesting to me. I've been thinking about it. Um, before we do that, Hunter, we want you to promo the living nativity scene in Midland that's coming up for your family. So <laughs> give give folks the the DL on what's going down. I love it. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, we are just going to have this spectacular show of the birth of Christ. What are you doing? Well, hey, I get to play the primary role. I'm I'm Joseph. The primary role? <laughs> Dr. Yeah, Joseph. We're going to need to talk later. <laughs> you think that's the primary role? Oh, wow. Where's it going to be? You want to give the address out over, uh, you know... Is this going to be a time for people to come? No, it won't. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. I'm sorry about you. (laughs) People can make plans for 2018 Mm because my guess is, just from what you've told me, this is going to be a repeat yearly, Mm -hmm. here we go on the merry-go-round coming around I don't know that that my skills can produce that regularly. Why did you even go to acting school if you can't be (laughs) Joseph? It's a good question, bro. Well, it was misguided. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So what we're going to talk today, talk about today, is not uh, Joseph or manger scenes. We are going to talk about the question, is it the responsibility of the preacher to feed his people? And we're not talking about potlucks. We all like a good potluck, but we're not talking about potlucks. We're talking about preaching and teaching, whether you're the senior pastor, whether you are the youth pastor, whether you are a Sunday school teacher, if you have a position of authority slash teaching in the church, is it your responsibility to feed your people? Um, the reason that, that I want to talk about this is I've had a couple of people in the last couple of weeks talk to me about uh, they don't go to our church. They go to other churches, other places, uh, other cities, and they say, I'm just not being fed where I'm at. And they bring that to the table, I think, as some justification for why they want to leave the church or why they're thinking about leaving the church or why they're not happy at their church. So let's just start broad, and then maybe we'll kind of narrow down and focus. I gave you guys uh, a whopping five minutes to prepare for this, so your answers better be really, really good. Well, and I apparently did the wrong research because I thought you said, are we supposed to feed and we're Baptists, so I thought you talk, You were talking potluck. So you're, what's the answer on the potluck? Absolutely. Yes. Every okay. gathering needs food. So we have settled that issue. You feed at the potluck. <laughs> and we can have a live nativity. It's going to oh, be great. You, oh, on. hallelujah. <laughs> Corey, what do you think? In your experience in ministry, is it the responsibility of the preacher to feed the people in his church? Yes, no. Why, why not? Okay, I have a two-part answer. Okay. My first uh, initial thought when you said, when you asked the question, was I immediately went to uh, Jesus' encounter with Peter uh, after the resurrection, and he had gone back fishing, 
and when Jesus gave Peter the command to uh, feed my sheep. Now, I may have that incorrect, but I think that's accurate when he tells them uh, to feed my sheep. So Yeah, John 21, let me just read some of it, and then you can keep going. Go ahead. Uh, they had finished breakfast. Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. They go through it again, uh, again, and he says, tend my sheep. And they go through it one last time, and he says, feed my sheep. So three times in there, there's that idea or that image of you're going to be the shepherd, and you're responsible for them. Okay, keep going. Correct. So that was my initial thought, and that's where I went uh, in answering. I would say, well, absolutely, it's our job to uh, feed the sheep. It's our job to um, make sure that uh, people are being taught, uh, the people under our care are being taught biblical truths. Uh, but then, uh, as I thought about it for the other four minutes that you gave us to think <laughs> about this, uh, uh, there was a point uh, in my ministry when I felt this way, when I felt that I was not being fed properly, that um, maybe I should start looking for a new church because things were just not what they needed to be. I felt that way. And uh, so I began talking to some uh, pastor friends of mine, and one gave me a really good uh, some advice. He says, well, it's really not your pastor's job to feed you. It's your job to feed you. That's your job to, uh, and especially as I was on staff at a church, and I should have known that, however. And so he told me, it's, it's your job. You need to be feeding yourself the Word, spending time in God's Word every day. And when you go on Sunday and you sit under your pastor's teaching, it should be like icing on the cake. It should be like the dessert that you have after the main course all week. It should be something that is just on top of what you've already been feeding yourself. So in that aspect, I would say... So what if somebody says, I ain't getting no dessert? <laughs> I'm getting all the meat and potatoes during the week, and all I want is a little cheesecake on Sunday, and I ain't getting any. What would you say to that person? Hang tight. Pray through it. Uh, don't give up on the church. Um, pray for your leadership. Pray for your pastor. You think that's something that someone should talk to their pastor about? Should they go to their pastor and say, hey, you need to serve up the key lime pie on Sunday? I need some key lime pie. <laughs> or not? If you do it in the right manner, yes. Okay. I think it's okay. I think if you go in angry and say, uh, you're a terrible teacher, then yes, I think you're going in with the wrong attitude. And maybe your attitude in which you are coming to worship is bad, uh, to begin with, so therefore, anything that he may say may be tainted uh, in that light anyway. So, hmm. okay, there you go, Hunter. Give us a thought. Well, I think there's a couple layers here. Um, I think that absolutely, you know, we we have this um, program schedule every week of dedicated time to teaching God's word. To his people, um, and I think absolutely that that time should be utilized well to to feed the truth of the gospel to God's people. However, I agree a lot with Corey that um, we live in a a culture of deflected responsibility, hmm. and 
people don't want to really invest their time in feeding themselves. Um, we have this idea that church is where we get fed and not at home in quiet in front of God's word. And so I think um, absolutely the the pastor should be feeding the sheep, but I think that that can that's primarily foundational and a lot of real hearty food comes from personal development. Do you think either one of you guys, do you think that's also true for the brand new believer? Somebody who has just come to faith in Christ, maybe a, a teenager or a young adult or a, a you know, an old adult, an old fogey. Um, they they're new in the faith. They don't know up from down spiritually. Would we say the same thing to them? Would we say, okay, now it's up to you to feed yourself, dive into this massive book and make sense of it as best you can, or would we respond to them differently? What do you think? I guess it's kind of a, you know, when you think about pastor meaning shepherd, and the shepherd's job is to lead the sheep to the green pastures. It's still the sheep's job to bend down and to hmm. to feed themselves. So, so leading them to the green pasture, does that mean handing them a Bible? Does that mean inviting them to Bible study? Then that, I mean, if you go in that direction, it kind of puts it back on you to do the feeding. Like, you got to come and I'm going to serve it up when you show up. How do you... How do we lead people to the place where they can dig into God's Word on their own? How does that happen? Well, I think for, for us in our context, a lot of that can happen in, in our Sunday school groups. Um, we do need to point people to own personal study of Scripture, but I think we need to show them how. We need to guide them in that, show them how to do it and what they're their focus needs to be in that and how to move forward in it. And so I think we like can teach do that. them how to eat. We're kind yeah. of extending the metaphor way far here, but right. teaching them how to read mm-hmm. the word, how to study the word, how to think through systematically what scripture's teaching. For us, where does that happen? Who does that? Well, I think we have a large role in it, but I don't think it's exclusive to us. I think that. Um, we who we staff we, we elders we pastors okay um, I think that it it extends to obviously the elders that aren't um, pastoral staff but I think it extends also to mature Christians in the church I think that people who have spent time before God and many years studying Him and learning Him reading His Word need to be active in passing that on. So let's just take a step back for a second and maybe try to clarify. You guys tell me, because I know you've heard this. I know people have come to you and said this, maybe about our church, maybe about other churches. When somebody says to you, I'm just not being fed, and it's in the context of a discussion about whatever church they're a part of, that's like church lingo, Christianese. What are they really saying when they say, well, 
I'm not happy because I'm just not being fed. Mm -hmm. What do you think that means for most people? Or what could it mean? Possibilities. I think from my context with student ministry, when I hear a student say that, they're saying, I'm bored. Mm -hmm. And I think that that can typically come on the heels of they've gone and visited another church that was entertaining and they they find their experience at other churches boring. So maybe there's, for some teenagers, there could be like a comparison game between the excitement level or the energy level at one place, the activities being offered, whatever, right. the style of presentation compared to let's sit down and dig into the Word. And they find one appealing, engaging, mm. and the other they're not interested in. And the way that they sort of super spiritualize that is to say, well, maybe I'm not being fed. Or maybe it's not them saying it. Maybe it's their parents right. saying, my kids aren't being fed here. Mm. Okay, maybe so. And I don't think that's exclusive to teenagers as well. I think it happens with... Uh, older adults, except for the fact that they are uh, in a place they're like, this is my church and I'm not leaving, so I'm just going to sit here and pout because things may not be going the way that I want them to be going, so I'm not being fed. Like I said, it's that attitude in which they come into worship. Or I think for some people it could be they've been hurt by someone in the church, maybe by the church, and they have a disconnect there and uh, maybe they are just using I'm not being fed as an excuse. And, sure, just yeah. a smoke screen. You're right. And and in within the Christian community, the Christian subculture, that's just a phrase that gets thrown around, mm-hmm. and it sounds like a good reason to leave. It sounds better maybe to say that than to say, well, I got my feelings hurt, and I'm being a total unforgiving jerk about it, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get over something. It just sounds better to say, "Well, I'm not being fed." I'm not being yeah. fed. I think I think that's a possibility for some people. Um, I think sometimes, maybe just to give people the benefit of the doubt on some level, I think sometimes people—I'm just talking average lay people in a church—they <laughs> don't—they don't have the lingo to say something like. These topical sermons are surface level, and there's no depth to them. Hmm. I would prefer expository preaching through a book of the Bible. They don't know the lang- the lingo or the language to say that, and they just sort of feel an unsettledness hmm. in the depth of teaching that they're receiving someplace, and they end up saying, well, I wasn't being fed there. And I guess I agree with you guys. I think sometimes it's used as a smoke screen. I think sometimes it's a symptom of, well, you haven't read the Bible on your own in a month. Why would you find a sermon interesting? But I think sometimes it's people who genuinely want to be taught, and they want to go deep in Scripture, and instead they're getting surface-level life tips with a story and a poem tacked on. Um, and their response is, well, I'm not being fed. Hmm. Is that a different kind of statement if that's the context that somebody's coming out of to you guys? How would you respond differently if that's what someone was trying to communicate? Well, that's very hard because um, 
we live in a world where uh, you're just a click away from listening to hmm. uh, your favorite type of pastor, um, someone who does uh, teach the way you want them to teach and say exactly what you wanted to say, and they have the the bit of humor that you want, or you can listen to exactly what you want, but that may not be who your pastor is. Hmm. So... Um, what would you say to that person if they were making that excuse? Uh, I still think it comes back to um, you still have to walk on your own. You can't just rely on everything your pastor says and everything your favorite pastor might say on a podcast, but uh, the one-on-one time with with Jesus, um, the spending time in His Word and in prayer and seeking um, how the Holy Spirit wants to direct your steps every day and Yes, I think the pastor's teaching adds to that, but it comes back to it's very important for you to do that on your own. Okay, so if you were not working at a church and you were looking to find a church to take your family, and let's just assume that you guys are rock stars on the spiritual disciplines. You're reading, you're studying, you're digging into the Word on your own. You're not just waiting for a preacher to entertain you or tickle your ears or whatever. You're looking for a church. How important would it be for you to find a pastor who, quote-unquote, fed you from the pulpit if you were searching for a church? Not connected to one, but searching for one. How high would that rank on your priorities? I think it's going to be really high on the priority list to find a church where the pastor is is preaching gospel-centered, gospel-centered, focused truth. Um, and it's not just a lighthearted, warming message with some a little bit of application tacked on at the end. I mean, that would be very high on my priority list. So... If it's high on your priority list when you are searching for a church, should it be high on your priority list when you're considering leaving a church? If you if you wake up one day and you realize, man, I, my pastor's just scratching the surface with topical sermons, or my pastor just preaches sermons based off popular movies, or... We just try to be catchy with the coolest stage design, and there's more attention towards thematic set design than there is exegeting Scripture. If that would matter to you when you were searching for a church, how much should it matter when you're thinking about, should I leave this church because I'm not being fed? Well, I think it it, it should, again, be a high priority for you as a committed church member to expect truthful, good, expository preaching. But, I mean, I I think um, that decision to leave shouldn't come without um, desire and uh, action to seek change. I mean, pastors shouldn't be unapproachable. They shouldn't be okay. someone that we can't go to and and ask questions. Okay, and, and Corey um, mentioned that. Go go talk to somebody. Do it in the right way. Do it in the right heart. But what if what if you can't? 
What if you've tried, or what if he is unapproachable? You, you know I agree with you, pastors should be approachable. But the reality is, in a lot of churches, they're not. Mm-hmm. What if you just say, I'm a regular old member. I can't change anything here. They're not going to change anything because of me. This is in. What if you come to the conviction that it's intentional? The style of, you know, topical, surfacey, lightweight teaching is intentional and strategic. Should you then just fall back on your devotion and say, I'm going to get whatever I can get? Or should you say, this is something I really need to think twice about with my family? How do you, how do you handle that? Because, look, sometimes you may wake up in a church that gets a new pastor or sometimes you may find yourself in a church that changes over time. A church 10 years ago may not be the same church today as it was back then. Is that something that you should leave over, or is that something that you should just grin and bear it and make the best of it? It's, it's a hard situation because my go-to response for I'm not getting fed is going to be, well, you need to – the answer is not to leave. Huh. The the answer is to engage more, um, but in this scenario that you're presenting, I, I mean, I I would think that what it, it's hard to to give the advice to someone to leave a church because in becoming a member of a church, you're entering a covenant yeah. with that church, yeah, um, and that's not something to be taken lightly, yeah, and. I hate to say, well, then you should find a better church, <laughs> because I think that the answer really is, what are you doing to help your church move forward? But in in that scenario, I mean, I think what we've kind of been getting at is truth has to be taught, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's being refused to be taught, then and, and you are having no effect on that, then I th- I think you bring up a good point. There's a little bit of you know, for us at least in sitting around this table, uh, as guys who work at a church, there's a little bit of you better live out the golden rule when you have these conversations with people. Like if our church members went to someone else to complain about a manual, I would hope that the other pastors in town would not just say, oh, they're idiots, bail. Mm-hmm. Get out of there as fast as you can. I hope mm-hmm. that they would say, "You need those are your people. You need to reconcile with them. You need to dig in with them. You need to serve with them. Um, so there's probably a little bit of that that we need to be careful about. We don't need to be too quick to just tell people, your church is lousy and you need to get out of there. <laughs> as much as you may want to say that sometimes, there's probably a little golden rule that says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And we should be very slow as men who work in a church to actively encourage other people just to leave, just so they can come here or just so they can go somewhere that we think is a better place. I do think it's a legitimate issue, though, when, I mean, obviously we're not going to name names in this podcast, but when there are so many churches that I think the three of us would look at and say, you're not serious about preaching. You're serious about entertainment. You're serious about... You know, giving life tips and life lessons. Mm-hmm. 
you're serious about being catchy and trendy and doing the coolest sermon series around, but you're not serious about digging into the Word. And I think that's a tough spot when, when, you've, when you talk with people who say, look, I'm in that situation. They're not serious about the Word. I'm not being fed. I don't think it's always a smokescreen. I don't think it's always just an excuse. I think sometimes what people are saying is, like, I just want to go to a church where somebody's going to preach the word. Mm -hmm. Like, no games, no gimmicks, no laser show, no catchy, you know, titles. I just want to hear the word. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked with a guy recently who said, I feel like my pastor starts with the idea of what he wants to say in a sermon. Then he goes to the Bible to find something that backs it up. Then he gives it to us in a sermon. And he's telling me this saying, what do I do with that? And I said, well, that's all great as long as he starts in a good place. <laughs> like as long as his theology is sound and the message he's he wants to share is good, has been shaped by scripture, that's probably livable and doable, but the danger in that is the authority is with you and your opinion, and the emphasis is going to be on the things that you know and want to say or that you think people want to hear Mm -hmm. rather than just listening to the Word. And in that situation, I did not tell the, the guy, leave immediately. That's the worst. I did say, if I was looking for a church for my family, I would not go to a place where I thought the pastor was starting with his own idea and then going to the Bible. I would want to find a place where they start with the Bible and everything else flows out of that on a preaching level, teaching level. Um, And that's tricky because sometimes you'll – I mean, we have that all the time. We have people visit our church, and we do our best to go meet with those people or have lunch with them or talk with them at some point. And a lot of them say similar things. Um, I just wasn't being fed. Mm-hmm. And you guys know as well as I do, sometimes that's a, a smoke screen. Sometimes that's, well, they don't ever read their Bible themselves. Sometimes that's they're heard about something else. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's, I just want to be at a church where the Word is at the center right. and, and be done with all the games. So here's my, my question. If you're, if you're talking to somebody... Maybe a family or a senior adult or a teenager, maybe who visits one of our Wednesday night services, and they say to you, I'm over here. This is how it is. I'm not going to be able to change it, and I want to be a part of something that is serious about the Word. What do they need to do? Oh, look at that. Ridiculous. Siri button in. Siri interrupting me. What do you say to that person? Do you say to them, come on? Do you say to them, you need to have a conversation? Does it depend on the person? Does it depend on the church? What are your thoughts? How do you counsel that person who wants to move because of the the issue of the Word and it's being taught and being preached? Do you say, come on and get out of that terrible (laughs) church while you can? What do you say to them? Well, I'm going to tell them, first of all, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you where to go to church. I think that's probably good advice. Um, But if you are serious about this, 
you need to go talk to your pastor about it. Your pastor needs to know that this is an issue for you and that you are considering leaving because of it. And if or your youth pastor or your youth pastor, okay. whoever it is, um, and if you after talking to to that pastor, if you still feel the same way, then you do what you feel like God is leading you to do. Mm. What do you think? Well, if you don't, because you kind of threw in that, if you don't think it will change, if you don't think it will do any good, well, let's just be honest. Do you think there are very many pastors that would be receptive to that and change the way that they do ministry or church because of feedback from one or two people? Do you? No. No. And And don't you think most people know that? Yes. Which is what makes me go uh, lean towards the, I think you just need to pray about it. And if you feel like um, you need to go somewhere else, then you just need to go. Without trying to start a, a reformation at your current church, <laughs> correct, or create division or cause problems. Right. I guess it entirely depends on the situation, and entirely depends on. Uh, I know that um, it could even uh, recently had a family member going through this and uh, talking about them, and they were serving in the church, so it's even more difficult for them, and that. They had to make some tough decisions on what to do hmm. because they were serving in the church. And how does that fit into that? And um, you're right. You cannot make the decision for them. But you want to make sure, encourage them. You need to be prayed up. You need to be seeking the Lord in that and not just on a whim, on a feeling hmm. Uh, hmm. necessarily. Um, but doing what's best, not only for yourself, but also for your family as well. So, Yeah. Just a couple of uh, Bible verses to make this holy and spiritual. Um, should a pastor be responsible for feeding his people? I think you have to say the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. You have to say yes. Um, Corey mentioned the, the verses about Peter. And coincidentally, Peter himself later wrote a book it's called First Peter. And in chapter 5, he talks about shepherding the flock, mm. that you are under shepherds and you are responsible for them. And you have an obligation to, to serve them and lead in such a way that they are fed or they mm-hmm. have the opportunity to be fed. It shouldn't be hard for your people to get to the Word in a Sunday morning service. Mm-hmm. You should make that as easy as possible for them. Um, I think about the qualifications for an elder, um, being able to teach. Um, that's not <laughs> being able to teach the latest popular movie or the mm-hmm. latest popular TV series or whatever. That's teaching the Word. Um if you're able to do that, I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Hmm. And I think about um, Amos. I looked up Amos 8. Um, it says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They will wander from sea to sea, north to east. They'll run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. Wow. And I think that describes a lot of churches. Mm-hmm. Like you could go all over the place and you could find lots of activity and busyness and stuff, 
but are you going to find the word? And at some point, if you're in a place in a church where you can't get to the word, I think you just got to go. Yeah. And I don't think in most of those churches, most of the time, I'm just thinking most situations, you're not going to be able to change it. No. I don't think people are going to be receptive to it because I think in a lot of those churches, like I said earlier, it is strategic and intentional. Um, so this is, a, this is a tough one. And I think maybe the the takeaway, you guys can, I'll give you a chance here in a minute to throw in one last thought, but... I think part of the takeaway is when you hear that from people coming to your church, you say, why are you here? Why are you visiting Emmanuel? Why are you visiting wherever? Well, I was at such and such and I wasn't being fed. You probably need to dig a little deeper with that person on mm-hmm. what they mean yeah. by that. And you try, probably need to figure out, is this someone I need to send back and they need to be reconciled? Is this someone that we just need to welcome and say, man, come and enjoy the word for once, we're going to make it as plentiful as we can. Um, is it somebody that maybe has never cracked their Bible, you know, on their own ever, and they need to learn how to feed themselves? Maybe so, but just the surface level, hey, I'm not being fed. I just think that probably has a lot of meaning for a lot of different people, sure. different churches, different situations. But I think you do have to come down and say, should the pastor be responsible for feeding his people, whether that's senior pastor, youth pastor, whoever? Yes. If you have the responsibility to teach, mm-hmm. feed his sheep, tend to his flock, and do it by by setting the word in front of them. So one last thought, Hunter, what you got? I think I think you're right. I think um, it, it it has to come down to what is really being said behind I'm not getting fed. Mm-hmm. And I think as pastors, when people come to us with that statement, whether they are members currently at our church or not, we we kind of have an obligation to get to the root of what do you mean? Yeah. Um, I would agree with that completely. What do you think, Les? Definitely need your family in a church that is teaching the Word and teaching it right and um, gives you even that many more opportunities to teach, to direct, to um, equip the saints. And that begins not only with your family, but it begins with uh, your Sunday school class and on and on and on. So I've never been in a situation, but I think it would be awfully hard to disciple your family at home to be serious about the Word if when you go to church, mm-hmm. there's a famine for the yeah. Word and nobody can find it. Um, Siri is just killing me right now. <laughs> uh, but I think that would be hard to reconcile, mm-hmm. those two things. Agreed. Um, you know, we're going to go home and be serious about the Word, and then we're going to go to church and have fun and be silly and play games and talk about surface-level stuff. I don't know how. Because I think at home it will eventually become a joke if it's a joke at church. Right. right. I think, yeah, I think <clears throat> the two good. will will contaminate each other Agreed. one way or the other. So. Well, there you go. I don't know that we figured anything out, but uh, enjoyed talking to you guys. And uh, next month, I hope to have Pastor Chris on. Chris is going to talk to us about short-term mission teams. And we were actually going to record this week, but he had to go out of town for work and couldn't be here. So uh, he got bumped back a month, and we'll have him on uh, in February. So thank you guys for visiting. Thanks for doing it at the last minute. And uh, 
you know, part of the part of the reason I wanted to do it last minute without a lot of prep is because I do think it means different things to different people, and I was hopeful that in just throwing it out there broadly, we could uh, come across some of those possible meanings behind the phrase, well, I'm just not being fed and, and how you deal with that. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Regular Pastor Podcast. Check out our website, regularpastor.com. Uh, we got links to social media, resources for regular pastors, uh, email where you can contact us with questions. Until next time, this is the Regular Pastor, out. Regular Pastor? I thought he was Celebrity Pastor. Celebrity nothing. <laughs> <laughs>